We've got some fresh new young talent doing some things that I know you haven't heard before. One, two, three, listen. You gotta have a like the why, and we know our why. So I think you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Millions and millions of people have done this already. You can get help, you can get a roadmap, you can save a lot of time, money, and frustration. Welcome to the Value Add Podcast with K&K. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Value Add Podcast with K&K. We had um, our guest Hernan Cias on the podcast this week, and we were actually on Hernan's podcast about a month or so ago. It's the Business Bros Podcast. Business Bros. <laughs> Something like that. I might have screwed it up. Sorry, guys. So anyways, we had Hernan in, and we kind of just had a chat. I think... The way that we had this podcast was a little bit different than other episodes we've done. It was more like one podcaster to another podcaster. But Crystal, before we jump in to this awesome, amazing chat with Hernan, I mean, man, we are cruising into January and I just want to know to check in with everybody. How's the New Year's resolutions going? Who's made excuses? Who's crushing it? Who's not? Guys, we're only a couple weeks in. For God's sakes, if you've fallen off, just get back on the horse and keep riding. Just wanted to throw that in there. And if you watch Kenny's Instagram stories on a daily basis, he's punching you in the face with how are your 2020 goals going? So he's just going to do it again right here Yeah, on this and if you guys need some consistency and help getting up, follow me. Um, I get up 345 every morning, and I'm committed I've been doing Renegade, just crushing it five times a week, and I have to say I'm officially sore from head to toe. Thank you, Renegade. And I, I officially blame it on my unborn child that I'm now sleeping in until about 6 when Harlow wakes me up right now. So I am not on the 345 train, probably never will be, but um, I'm not the super early morning person I was pre-pregnancy. So, So guys, without further ado, let's jump in to the next podcast. Let's get it started with Hernan from The Business Bros. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Value Add Podcast with K&K. Today, we have Hernan Cias here with The Business Bros Podcast and some other things. He's an algebra teacher. He has an insurance business. He's got a couple things going on. Got a lot going on. And a podcast. <laughs> so they do a lot of podcasts to put us to shame. Like everyday like podcast. Every day. Every day. Every day. Yeah. Every day. It's a job in and of itself, but it it's is. a fun thing, dude. I, like I was, I was on my way here, and I don't know, you're a Gary Vee fan, so I was like, I'm gonna, throw, I'm gonna throw some Gary Vee, get some some motivation on the way here. And he and he's talking about 2020. He's talking about, you know, like what are you focused on? And you see other people's goals are a lot of people's goals are very. I'm gonna make you know hundred thousand dollars here. I'm gonna have this job. He's like, where's the where's the thought process on doing what you love to do every day? What makes you happy every single day? Podcast is one of those things. Like, there's no other medium that I've ever had in 15 years of business where I get to talk to somebody new every single day. That is fun. It's not even work. It's I love fun. talking to new people. Honestly, it's it's something I was nervous. I was more nervous about it than Kenny when we started ours. Um, but now that we do it, it works out well because he kind of keeps the conversation flowing. But once I get into it, it's like. You know when your friends invite you to a party and it sounds great until right before you're going to go, you're like, I really don't want to go to this party. And then you go and you're like, that was, that was so much time. fun. That was a good yeah, time. Yeah. And you might have met that's somebody new. Was. Yeah. yeah. They're exciting or whatever. Yeah. To be fair, I think that's the part where you're like in your PJs or yes. you're at the end of the day and you know you have to get ready. I yeah. think it's that. It's it, that that little hurdle of getting your mind swi switched from yeah. wherever you were to where you're going to go. I think that's a big hurdle in a lot of different things. Not right. just, I mean, that's a good example for something simple where you're going to go to a party. But like we were talking earlier about 
like a podcast is such a good thing. More people should be doing it. But yes. that hurdle of switching over to buying the equipment and setting it up and, and getting your stuff squared away. That's the part that people fall off on. Most and of then the, time. the fear, too, I think that you have to get over once it's like. I think your mind will make a lot of excuses why you shouldn't do something, why you're too busy, why it doesn't make sense right now, why you're going to do it later mm-hmm. when you have it's it's really fear talking to you. But it's like if you can put that aside and just get going, that's I, all over. I try to change it. I, I don't I don't like to call it fear anymore. I call it your ego. There you go. Right. Because your I ego, like that. that's the one thing that's that's protecting you. It, it's really it's really your defense mechanism, right? So um, uh, Ryan Holiday has a book called Ego is the Enemy. Yep. So it's a great book. And and he talks a lot about how like it, it it's just the way your body protects you from putting yourself in a vulnerable state, right? So if you go way back, if we're vulnerable, if we're not part of a pack, you know, some saber tooth tiger is going to come out and eat us. So we're- Caveman we're, going back. Yeah, caveman yeah. going back, right? So we're protecting ourselves from- you know, sudden death type things. Well, we, we do the same type of thing now. Like when you have a realtor that's going to knock on a door, they start to get their hands sweaty. They, they have trouble breathing. Their heart rate increases. Just like if you were standing on the street and looking at your phone and didn't realize a bus is about to hit you. You have the same feelings and the same sensations. And it's just your mind trying to protect you from being uncomfortable. And, and so I and, and the reason why I call it the ego is that way. If you're ever in that situation and you feel that and you know you're not you know, in a position where you're going to die, then you can easily identify that, look, this is my ego talking to me. I can put that aside and I'm, I'm going to be okay. I think if you can identify it, then you can, you know, at least work a plan to either use it or work around it. Yeah. I, I haven't read that Ryan holiday book, but I just finished the obstacle is the way. And it has, it's like these kind of mini short stories of these people in history that have had different philosophies and things. And I love his books because he always gives you like this short excerpt from this like stoic yes. from a long time ago and how it applies today. But you're, he talks about that a lot in the book too as well. It's like, okay, a saber toothed tiger isn't going to come and kill you. But now the thing that could kill you is like bombing that speech or mm-hmm. not even going in front of, you know, people to talk or into a big sales meeting or presentation or something like that. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. I mean, people yeah. are just scared just to get in front of a camera and share their story about maybe a business they own. Yeah. And they're like, or an idea. Yeah. An idea. Or just yeah. like, Hey, you would probably get a lot more business if you just, share it or share yourself more because then people get to go, oh, well, this is a nice guy. I want to do business with you. But you're just so scared to do that. So you sit there and you'll, but you'll maybe cold call or, but you won't do that. It's crazy. Well, even, even the feedback you could get. Like, Disneyland, for example. I've been watching the uh, Imagineering. You guys see that on Disney Plus? No. no. Well, Disney Plus. Mandalorian's cool too. Mandalorian's <laughs> cool too. But Disney Plus has this thing called uh, Imagineering and it's this, it's a story of Disney. Like how it's created and what they build and how they do things. And one of the things that they talk about at Disney is the the project is never done. You can always improve it. Disney's always changing. So you go, they change Tomorrowland, they change this, change that, because they're trying to keep up with the times. They're evolving. And, And the idea is the starting point. If you're not able to share what it is that you have in your head, how can anybody else give you feedback to make it better? Right. Right. And, but you're afraid of that. You're afraid that the feedback you're going to get is somehow going to hurt you. It's going to destroy your, your, I don't know, your, your image that you have online, whatever it is. So you don't share. 
And that's where, the, again, it comes down to that ego, right? The ego is protecting you. It's but mainly what other people are going to think of you. Always judgment, yeah. right? Yeah. Always judgment. Yeah. And that's what stops us from doing what we're doing. But, like, I have ideas all the time. And, if like, if you if you were to go back and listen to all, like, 360-plus episodes that we have, there's Whoa. always something. There's yeah. always something in there that I'm like, I'm going to try this. And does it always come out? No, I try it and I do something and then I get feedback. I'm like, oh, okay, I should go this direction. And I and, and it becomes something in and of itself. And the podcast is a perfect example. I started the podcast to sell more real estate. It didn't work <laughs> yeah. because I interviewed a lot of people in the real estate business. So I had to shift what we were doing and now we've, we've presented it in a way where we show a lot more of the, of the insurance company on it because it, it worked out that way. Yeah. But the idea started one way and it's okay if it doesn't work out. People are going to tell you what they think. People are going to give you opinions. You can take that opinion and you can let it destroy your day or you can use it as constructive criticism to improve whatever it is you're doing. And sometimes whatever you thought was going to happen Let's say it doesn't happen that way. It happens differently. Sometimes that way is better. Yes. I mean, we've had, I've had that too. Like, you know, some, some ideas don't work out, but some of them you're like, wow, I never thought it was going to end up like this. This is awesome. And you never know unless you try. Right. So it's just one of those things. Like you said, you kind of have to jump in. I always relate it to like when we did our first house, for example, and you meet with the architect and you have all these ideas, you're walking through your house. Like, this is what I want. And then you're, you're getting down to like details. Like this switch should go here. This plug should go here. And then you start building and you're like, no, it needs to actually go over there. <laughs> like now that it's here and it's built, like actually we need to kind of move some things around. And it's the same thing. Like you can you can make a perfect plan on paper, but when you get into it, you realize that your your plan has some flaws in it because now you're actually in it. Yes. Doing yes. it. So it's like you have to kind of get in there and get your hands dirty in order to kind of figure out and navigate your way through. And that there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a shift in perspective, right? right? I mean, you, you were looking at that same problem. The problem never changed. It's still the same house. But because you're involved, now you, you're looking at it from a different point of view. That wall wasn't there initially now it's there and you're looking at it like well yeah, and i'm not standing here next to it and right, it's like, right. this it's isn't a, right it's completely different and yeah. that's okay and and you know if you, if you talk about it as as a business venture i think the other factor of it becomes becomes money right one thing is to have a plan change the plan and modify and adapt the other thing is can i pay for it so when you're talking about, you know, things like in a house, well, if I put a wall there and then I decide I don't want it, that's going to be at minimum not a load. Change order. Wall. Yeah, it's going to be like 1500 <laughs> yeah. bucks at yeah. least, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that that could be a big shift in your budget and that's yeah. a whole different that's a whole different scope. That's all of a sudden it's like, well, okay, now that it's here, can I modify and adapt what I was going to do maybe cosmetically or something like that. But I think even that hurdle becomes another step. Like um I don't know about you guys, but I use money as a tool. To me, money's like my wife gets on my case because she says I hoard it. Like I have a spot where I put my change, each different coin thing. Wow. I collect $10 bills because I think it's fun to like, you know, like I go pay with a $20 bill. And if I get a $10 bill, I can't spend it. I put it away somewhere. Yeah. Um, you know, I have multiple accounts like that, that I just keep money stored away. But for me, money's a tool. It's just something like, oh, OK, cool. I'm going to do a podcast. Let me grab money from somewhere and pay for the mics and stuff. And, yeah. and let's try this new venture. But a lot of people have this this idea of money like it's like it's glued to them like it's a part of their life like they 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 can't let it go families are destroyed because of it you yeah. know relationships struggle people get divorced when there's it's the number one cause of divorce is, is money issues yep. and and i i wonder i wonder how much of that comes from were you able to try something and fail and be okay with it or were you the person who didn't try and because you didn't try you have your own ideas 
You know what I mean? Right. Like, like uh, I know, I know people in my own family that will never risk a dime, and they're broke. Yep. Right. But they'll, they're, I don't know, maybe they're, they're not unhappy people. They're just broke, and and that's okay, I guess. If, that, if, if that's, that's what, what you're what truly, happy. truly happy. Right. Yeah. yeah. My cousin, for example, she went to medical school, like scraped by. And she runs a clinic in Mexico, and like people pay her with bananas. And like a sack of potatoes, but she loves it. That's yeah. her thing. And and goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning. Like 2020 should be the year where you're focusing on what is it that makes you happy? What is it that is going to get you up in the morning every day? And also with invest energy. in yourself. Yes. It doesn't have to be money. It could just be like you said, get up and go for a jog, be healthy, eat healthy, make right decisions, you know? Pick up a book. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I think people are so, uh, they're looking externally for all this happiness when literally it's like, like you said, it's just like, look internally, invest in yourself, you know, maybe go buy books, go read and, you know, learn about somebody else that you think has been a success well-rounded in life. Right. Yeah. And then read about them. It's funny. The one thing you're talking about failure is, you know, the new thing is a lot of entrepreneurs, which, you know, you're in education, so it's hard to say, but they say in school, we're taught not to fail. Mm -hmm. Like if you, if I do bad in a grade, I get an F. If I get an F, I don't go to the next grade. Or if I get an F in college, I fail. But in life, if I put money into business or a podcast and it fails, that doesn't mean I can't go try it again or do something else because sometimes you have to fail to succeed. So I think a lot of failure comes because we're most of us are growing up in a normal household where it's like, you got an F, you're a failure, you're a loser. It's funny don't fail we, in life. It's funny how we justify failure, though. Like. A 50%. If you have a 50% close ratio, that's good. Yeah, that's right? a pretty good close Jeez. ratio, right? Can you do better? <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course you can. But 50% is well, failing in school. Yeah. Right? And so so the metric you use to to judge what failure is is, is totally different. I 100% agree with you. In my class, by the way, it's it, I tell them at the beginning, and, and it's funny, I, uh, the kids that I have in class aren't aren't the top-notch students in, in high school. They're usually the ones that struggled through high school, and so they put them in my class to make sure that they have a chance to get a math credit needed for graduation. So what I tell them is, look, guys, C's get degrees, yeah, it's my but life. D's get diplomas. Right. Yeah. So you don't need anything more than a D to pass my class. And if you show up every day and you do the work in class, even if you have to copy it from a friend, as long as you complete all the stuff in class, you're going <laughs> to get a D. You're going to graduate. You're going to get a D. Now, if you put a little bit of effort, you ask questions, you participate in the building of the business or, or the sales process that we're doing in class, you can get an A. It's super easy. But when it comes to grade time and you get a D, this is what you did. You did yeah. the bare minimum to get by. And, and uh, you know, like I, I always talk about the average income in California. I go, the average income in California is like 65000 for for a household, right? Crazy. That's That's not super great. That's not super awesome, but it's average. So I tell my students, like, you can try something when you're young. Like, go, I don't care, go backpack through Europe or figure out what it is you want to do. Figure it out because chances are... You're going to be average anyways. So why shoot for average? Shoot for something big. And if you mess up, you're going to be just like everybody else. But at least you've tried Smart it. Smart though. Yeah. Right? You're, you've tried it. Because I, I don't know about you guys, but uh, like one of my favorite quotes is 20 years from now, it's not the things you did, but the things you didn't do that you're going to regret. 100%. Right? So and, true. And life's going to get in the way. And, and it's funny because like when I say it like that, I, I feel bad. But you get married. You have kids. You have other things that that 
happens during life and your responsibility, your point of view and, and what you want to do shifts. Mm-hmm. So when you're young, you know, traveling Europe and doing what you want to do, that's the time to take a lot the easier. Risk. It's a lot easier. Or start a business where you can work a hundred hours a week and kill yourself. Because that's the time to do it. Later, yeah. you're going to want to spend that time with other things. And yeah. that's not a bad thing, but you're going to look back again. You're going to regret things that you didn't do, that you didn't try. Yeah. And, and people do that all the time. Like, I mean, we're, we're hitting 2020. So 20 years ago, I graduated high school. Wow. That's Time flies. <laughs> yeah. So 20 years ago, I graduated. What year high did you graduate then? 2000. 2000. Wow, okay. I was 2001. 2001, wow. right? Yeah. So 20 years ago, and if you think back, like I can go back to my 20s, and and I was kind of an idiot in my 20s. I did. Did I start businesses? Yeah. I started investing in real estate. Yeah. But I was also young, and I was partying it up and having a good time. And I look back, and I'm like, man, if I would have just focused a little bit harder, where would I be today? You know what I mean? And do Do you think we all feel a little bit that way? Because I definitely feel that to, way. Yeah, I definitely was like, mm, I was kind of an idiot then. So, <laughs> like I could have done things a little different and been farther along. Yeah, yeah. But, but you can back take then, it you two like, ways. Eh. Yeah, but you can but take it. That's two kind ways. of yeah. like if you look back and you see everybody was like that. That's kind of because it's the progression of life. It is the yeah. progression. You look at high school, then you go to college, then you're partying, then you come out, and you you're trying to figure it out, and then all of a sudden now you're like, how can I figure this shit out? It's like because you went through all this shit. Yeah. yeah. If you had a if you had a parent that's like. Okay, set you down every day and grind it out. And you said, trust me, you're just going to waste your time and really push you. Yeah, but now you might be going, yeah, but I didn't have any 20s or 30s. Now, I like just like we are talking about earlier about saying is Regret. don't go to the courthouse steps to get married. In 20 years, you're going to be like, I should have had a wedding. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you might be in a position where you can't get a wedding because kids, finances, whatever, it's too late now. But, but again, that it, whatever choice you make, when you look back, you have two choices to look back on. You can look back and say... I wish I could have, and now my life's whatever, and I'm never going to get to do that thing. Or you can look at it as, those are the opportunities I missed. I can start today to set the foundation for for tomorrow. Like, you know, they talk about planting a tree, right? The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is right now. Well, it works the same way for whatever it is that you want to do in life. Yeah, the best time to start your business was 20 years ago. Or you can start it today with all the experience and knowledge and everything that that you've had over those years and and imagine where you're going to go tomorrow. But yep. I think a lot of times, like like for me, I, I was doing, I think we all do it, the decade thing, counting forward. And I'm like, holy crap, I'm going to be 40 in two years. And then after that comes 50 and then 60. And then you start you start shrinking what you have left instead of looking at it as all this time that you still have left. Right. Like you start looking at what point of view are you going to use? Are you going to use the half empty point of view or the half full point of view? Yeah. And, and I think once you've decided that you're going to be more of an optimistic person, like the world has so many opportunities that get laid in front of you. You just, now you get to choose, right? And making a mistake is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It means you tried something. There's so many people out there that never try, never attempt, never do and anything. And they stay average. And they stay average. Yeah. It's, um, I gosh, I just lost my train. I thought I was going to say something. I was going to go back to the, to that school the thing in school you were saying as a teacher, because I was, I wanted to get your take on this. We listened to a podcast recently where the guy on there, he's like some master with credit cards, but he was saying, I think, you know, what you should be able to do in school is like kids should be able to like use the internet to find the answers. I mean, why is that considered cheating now? So he says, what I would do is I'd say, here's a hundred questions. You have an hour and you can do or use whatever you want. Go find it. Any means. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're not going to learn. They're going to be, of course they're going to learn. through. We're you gave them a hundred questions. Now they just, even if they got an 80, you're like, cool. That means you just learned 80 out of hundred things. This know. is why in my class, whether or not you copy it is not the point because the information it. is there. The fact is you did it. 
And, and you retain you, some of it, at least. Some of it is going to stick. Yeah. And, but most of it is not, yeah. I find anyways, most of it's not going to stick in the stuff I make you write down. Right? Like, right. I do that because, A, you see a word, like vocabulary is huge with me, right? So you see a word, like debt to income ratio, what does it mean, right? And you have, now you've written it down, so you have an idea. If I was to talk about it in conversation, which we do in class, now it's not some strange thing that you've never seen before. You've actually done a little handout, whether you copied it or not, here's what it is. You've practiced a problem, so you can kind of put the numbers in where it's supposed to go. But the internet has all the answers, right? I don't need to lock up information in here i need to know like the map i need to know where to go to get that information right you can't remember everything it's yeah. possible we I, don't and we, we don't, don't need to yeah, right yeah. i mean think about it when i was growing up i knew all my friends phone numbers like by heart like i knew you lived yeah. in a 423 phone number or a 575 or a 424 i grew up in ib right so so those are the three numbers and then all i had to really memorize was the last four right yeah so and, and i was and now that's you it. don't know anything <laughs> i don't know anybody's <laughs> you don't even numbers know your, right my, my daughter <laughs> i just gave her a cell phone and i know she her, it's like 619-952 and i don't know the last four numbers because once i dial those it pops up and i just hit the the button right yeah. but that's that's how we operate we we don't need to know all that information not in this era no. not in this that not not today so why are we are continuing to teach school the way we want to teach the way we're doing it traditionally i i think that's 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 ludicrous i mean i learned so much from youtube it's like ridiculous if i have a question yeah, about something course. we're pretty much like first i google it and then i go like why did i do that i should just watch a video okay go to youtube now how do i do this well it's it's so laser focused and fine-tuned yeah. right so uh Getting out of debt, for example, right? You were talking about Robert Kiyosaki a little bit earlier. And yeah. he, he talks about it. Uh, Dave Ramsey does the same thing. It's like, look, line up all your credit cards, right? Start with the one that has you know the the lowest balance because you want to make sure you pay something off and pay every, the minimums on everything else. Add your debt accelerator to that one, and and we focus our attention on that one. Well, we do the same thing on pretty much everything else, right? It, we you're always laser focusing. I have a problem with uh, I don't know my refrigerator. Well, what model is it? And now I'm going to go on YouTube, look at it, and it's laser focused. I know exactly the problem that I'm looking for. There's a video instruction on how to solve it. I solve that exact problem. Why do I need to go and understand like refrigerator theory and, and yeah. you know, right, cool right, right. where they came from I, and the history of it? I don't need all no, that stuff. Not. I want to solve the problem. And, yes. that, and that it's, it's a laser focused approach into what it is you're doing. Everything but, is like, you know, you don't <laughs> even have to type it. You can just say, hey, Google, hey, Alexa, whatever it is. I know that sounds stupid, but I had like the air in my tire was low like a couple months ago and for some reason I don't know what the heck I did I, did, I was doing something wrong that I could not get. I'm like I know I know how to fill up air in a tire but so then I was like screw this I YouTube it and I ended up finding it figuring it out how to do that but I, I watched this guy literally like step-by-step instructions <laughs> how to fill up air in a tire and I was like I got this I don't need anybody's yeah. help but that's <laughs> but, the you know, point of today right that's yeah. the point yeah. and, and it's it's with everything else we have a podcast right your podcast has a wide range but you always mention what it is that you do that's very laser focused you yes. guys are in commercial real estate yeah that's what you do. You provide other people with a bunch of value, but you know your laser focus is what you do on a daily basis. And and I think that's the approach that a lot of people miss out on. They have their own business, but they don't focus on their own niche. Who's their, who's their specific client? What's your ideal client? What does that person look like? Uh, I, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Russell Brunson stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. And, and I like I like where, how he, he has his two ideal customers, a male and a female version. And they have a name, and they have a description, and they have a picture. They're like a full person. It's, it's a complete yeah. avatar person. Person. Yeah. Like the person actually exists, but that's not everything about them. Yeah. Right. But this is how they determine whether the product they're creating is a is a fit for the person that they're looking for. Yeah. And then they they completely sell to those people all day long. And it's the same thing that we He's need a to do. At it's that. niche down. Yeah, he is. He's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, like we but we don't do that. 
we tend to try to have everybody like us and be a general person that that everybody will enjoy. We don't ever teeter on either side. You're not going to win that side. way, unfortunately, because because you you can, but when you are direct. It's that means somebody that really wants your services. It's like you get straight to them. You can be general, but I think being specific to who you are and who you're looking for is key too. Well, see, here's right? and here's the other thing is we were talking earlier about failure, right? And yeah. how failure needs a new description. Well, win also needs a new description, right? Win doesn't necessarily mean the same thing to any other to everybody. Sure. Win to you might be, uh, you know, passive income, you know, fifty thousand dollars a month from rental properties. And set for life. That's your definition of win. Where somebody else's is, I'm flying under the radar and nobody's paying attention to me. Yeah, right. you know what I mean. And so, and so, you know, not niching down when you say like you can't win that way. Well, it depends on what you how, what your how, definition what your of win definition is. Yeah, of sure. win is. Good and point. That, that gets a little bit that gets a little bit skewed because again, we're defining who we want to go after, and I think a lot of people just kind of want to get by. Like the thought the way we think as entrepreneurs is not the way everybody thinks right and we tend to forget that right we tend yeah, to forget everybody that. should think the way i think yeah of course it's it's in the best interest of you like yeah. i'm trying to tell you what's going to help yeah. you but they don't care they want to know you know well am i getting a discount to legoland tomorrow like yeah. you know I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. me. like there're things going on in everybody's lives and what they want out of life is completely different my wife for example she is nowhere near my level of thinking when it comes to business and stuff she's even even in education she's an english teacher she's very traditional she wants to, you know, provide everything she needs for her students and and have a happy life. Come home, unplug, and be done for the day. She doesn't want to do anything extra. Yeah, and that's okay. That's her thing. Me, I'm like every single extra time that I got, I'm like focused over here and going back. You know, that's that's how I operate. That's how my mind works. Yeah. So you know, defining what win is, she's already won. And I'm not saying because she married me. I'm just yeah, I won that one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but like for her, she's like, I got my house with the view, which is what she's always wanted. I've had my kids at the age that I wanted. I got married and I have a great relationship. I'm doing exactly what I want to do, which is teaching. She's my, always been my definition of success because it's somebody figured out what it is they want and went out and got it. That's Not awesome. judgment of what that is, just that they decided what they want and went out and got it. They won. Yeah. They want at life. Yep. You know, it's interesting. You're talking about niching down though, from a sales perspective, like as a salesperson and Kenny's saying about, you know, appealing to the general, like one thing I definitely learned with sales, cause we are naturally pleasers, especially if you're in sales, mm-hmm. you are a people pleaser. You want to make everybody happy. You want everybody to like you, everybody to do business with you. You want to be right for everybody. But what I learned is when I wanted to be right for everybody that I was actually spinning my wheels so much more because I wasn't going according to my process. I was going out of my way to make it easy for everyone, which was like putting a lot more work on me. So I think when you can niche down and say, this is my lane, this is my focus, that you can actually accomplish so much more if your goal is to accomplish as much as possible to actually niche down, you can do more than when you try to appeal to everyone and please everyone. 100%. And and again, like that's, that's what my wife wanted to do. She knew exactly what she wanted. And she achieved exactly yeah. what she wanted. Right. We just don't want to define success to what everybody else was. Right. I love the fact that that you're you're exactly right. Niching down in a sales perspective is vital because because yes. you only have so much time in a day. Like you only have a certain process. You, you 
going to the dentist, going to the doctor, for example, you can't just call them and be like, hey, yo, I'm coming in today. Like, it doesn't work yeah. that way. Yeah. And they're like, okay, let me squeeze you in. Yeah, it, does, yeah, it yeah. doesn't work that way. It's, it, it's, it's specific. Like, do you have availability? I'm open during this time. This is the time that we can get right. in contact. Like, it's a very professional thing. And they got, you know, clients coming in all the time. Right. If you do the same thing, if you show how professional and the value that you bring, that's gonna it's gonna help you focus in your attention because you, you know like from this time to this time i'm i'm calling out my prospects from this time to this time i'm filling out my paperwork answering emails doing this you know and right. you're very specific with what it is that you're doing but now you're you're laser focused on where you want to go you're actually going to make steps progressively to get there yeah and even as an entrepreneur i feel like that can be problematic for entrepreneurs like we want to do everything in our business and so you get like i'm working on this right now and then i get pulled over to do this thing and then i go go do this thing and it's like i think that a lot of us can tend to be a little bit chaotic Mm -hmm. and we don't accomplish as much because we don't follow through. Like you have like 10 things started at one time. So that's been one of our even like biggest last year. That was one of our bigger focuses is like, okay, be more laser focused with what you're doing. Time block, batch it out, whatever you need to do in order to accomplish. ROI too. Yeah. When you're working, Mm -hmm. you know, you want your return on investment. It doesn't have to always be monetary. It could be like doing a podcast at first, but now you're like, there's a good return because it's out there. You know, people know you. You've established your brand. Exactly. So now you're like, when we're doing it, we're getting rewarded back with deals or whatever. So it's working now. But in the beginning, it doesn't. But that is an ROI. And then like, you know, I think other things we were doing stuff where it's like, why are we doing this? Is there's no ROI like anywhere, like no benefit, you know, and we were like, we got to just cut it. So let's, let's define another word because you were talking a little bit there about patience, for example, right? So yeah. patience is one of those things where like the podcast, you knew, first of all, there's there's no real way Delay to measure the monetary you know return for your podcast. Like nope. I, I, we've, in my podcast, we have a number of different insurance policies that have come, different people that refer now and stuff like that. So it's, but it's difficult to say that it became... It, came it was directly from this because of the podcast or yeah. was it because we established a relationship and now we've talked a couple of times and we've, we've, you know, we know, like, and trust each other and we're doing business with each other. You know, like it's just the opportunity. I could have met you at a Starbucks, shook your hand, we hit it off and it would have worked the same way, but it's the opportunity that exists. Now, my question with patience is how far along until you realize you are spinning your wheels? Like you can do the podcast and not be very good at all and not be getting your message out the way you've intended and a year and a half into it, like we have 300 episodes and then at what point is it too far like when when do you cut and turn when do you know that roi is, is it depends not i think, I think with it everything. depends on like it could be the podcast for somebody could be a passion they don't care mm-hmm. and they're like i'm just gonna because right, i'm you like do. you said i enjoy doing it so i don't care about a reward right but most people that are starting it actually end it too early because they're like oh, well i've done five episodes and i didn't get anything i'm done because it <laughs> is like statistically if you look at podcasts that some guys telling me like a lot of them just quit because they you know, they got the, all this stuff and like nothing's working and they're, it costs money, time and effort, right? Time's money. And they're like, I don't see the benefit and they're out. So for example, for I, us, I think when you have any sort of like a goal that you're going into, I think it depends on what you're doing, how much time you're going to give it. But we were like, we need to give it a solid year mm-hmm. and we need to be really consistent and committed to it. And then we can take a look back at the end of the year and say, okay, like how is this working for us? But we gave it the entire time. And I think, you know, sometimes you feel when something's just absolutely wrong and, you know, I'm not saying that you stick it out when you know it's absolutely wrong for you, but for us, and you're right, like people could say, I mean, it's not like 
standard like advertising where you're like, we put out this ad and it got so many calls back and then so many of those calls converted. It's not like that with podcasting. What I mentioned, Kenny, we were just talking about this the other day is whether it's insurance or, you know, we do loans or financing. The one thing I noticed is, for example, Kenny as a residential loan officer is always trying to do business with realtors. And for a long time, we were like, geez, some of these realtors are a real pain in the butt. Like, they're they not loyal. They're <laughs> yeah, they get really dramatic about things. And th- th- there's like this lack of loyalty. Like one little thing goes wrong and they just jump ship. And you spent all this time trying to cultivate this relationship and they just basically bailed on you over one little thing. So we were like, I don't really think realtors are the way to go. Well, now that we have the podcast and we've been doing social media, Kenny's getting, he's actually putting himself out there so much that people are relating to him and the type of people who want to work with the type of person that he is are now coming to him. Yes. So now it's like, yes, I want to work we with were, realtors where we're in the same mindset, but we're in the same mindset. These people want to work with me. I'm not going out one by one trying to sell myself, picking a needle out of a haystack, hoping it's the right one. And finding out that it's wrong. I, I, that's absolutely yeah. true. I, I'm broadcasting it. Yeah. We and I'm attracting I, I think people she was right. who are attracted to me. She yeah. was. She made the point and she was like right on. I was like, you know what? I didn't even think about it that way. Even though you think about it, I never really stopped to go, you're right. People cold call. They go to lunches and all this. Like, So when somebody's coming in to meet us or you, they're like, they've already seen us, heard us, you know, our personality. They're they're coming in because they already feel a connection, and yes. when they come in, they're like, "Oh, I feel like I know you're ex- exact." You're like exactly because if you've watched it, you do feel like that. Just like if you walked in and it was Gary Vee, you saw Gary, you're like, "Man, I feel like I know you. I've seen fifty thousand of your videos, right?" And truth is, we don't know anything about them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know only what you've allowed us to know, and that's 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 bizarre to me. Have you gotten the, the whole thing like, "Hey, you sound exactly like you do on your videos, or exactly like you do yeah. on your show"? Yeah. That's a funny feeling. Um, yeah. The, the, but it's kind of cool because you're like, yeah, I'm being me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, I don't, maybe James might be a little bit different because he's got his uh, movie voice. Yeah. But, but every, everybody else, movie. like, yeah, he does his movie voice. But for everybody else, it's like, yeah, this this is me. This is what I do. Like, sometimes I'll be in the middle of the day and I'm like, just like, open it up and hey, this is what I'm thinking. But um, being able to call somebody and they re- then return your call. Is huge, and that's something that the podcast has opened up. But but the my favorite part is the fact, like literally, I was I was on the phone with somebody, and I was answering emails this morning of people that want to be on the show. That like that's cool to switch the roles of prospecting where they're prospecting you is is amazing, and that but that doesn't have a like a direct monetary measurement that we can we can quantify no. here you know but let's long, just throw but it out long there, term you you're you're gonna win long term you're gonna delayed win. gratification if it's working Patience. in the space exactly will you and that's what i always got with gary v that's why he was like jab 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 right hook and he was like jab as long as you can that's what i tell people jab is give 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 before you ask yes so if you're giving you guys are giving a lot because you're doing shows 360 shows that's a, giving a lot of your time and let's throw it out there because we talked about this when we were on your podcast but you guys did a ton of episodes before you even started seeing real traction with yours yeah, it was like 80 something right? yeah it was like yeah. i think patience yeah. Yeah. Well, just like you said we're gonna commit and you said you're gonna commit for a year i was like we're gonna commit for three years 
Yeah. And that was because I just heard Gary say, yeah. like, you got to do it for like three years before it makes anything. And I was thinking, and I actually looked at like Joe Rogan. And I was like, at the time when we started, I think he was like on episode like a thousand something, right? And I was like, I was like, dang, a thousand? If he doesn't, I'm doing the math backwards, right? Yeah, I'm like, like, that's like seven years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, holy crap. But look where he is today. Yeah. yeah. Right? And again, and I found like this old video of me in like 2000, I don't know, I think it was like 2008 or something. And it's me, I still had hair, right? Yeah. Talking, about, talking about personal budgeting. Right. Yeah. Stuff that I've always been talking about anyways. And I, I remember watching that video thinking, what an idiot, dude. You should have just kept doing it every you single imagine? day yeah. then. Right. I mean, it would have been so much different. Like, yeah. Because there was no, there was, there was, you would have been such a bigger brand because you were it the only person. Yeah. yeah. And, and that video was horrible. It sucked. But that wasn't the point. It was, that's when you could have started getting all the rust off and in, in fine tuning your craft. And today's going to be a different story. So we did, we, we committed to three years. Well, I committed James to three years. <laughs> and, and so I knew the, and, and I knew just because Gary even said, nobody's going to listen for the first while. So, all right, cool. Like, Mom, thanks for your support. (laughs) I appreciate it. But even that was therapeutic. Yeah. Like even that was like, we're sitting down talking about, you know, different sales trainings. We're looking at different people's stuff to see what works better and implementing it in our own business at the same time. So it's not like it was a complete waste of time. Maybe nobody listened very much, but at at the bare minimum, we're improving our own business. Yeah, but it's not a waste of time because it's practice. Like you're, you're like practicing and learning I mean I don't know you're building a skill and so that's why I just wanted to throw it out there because so many people like you said are like okay I'm gonna do five ten episodes up didn't work and you're like what exactly are you looking to get out of this I mean just putting being completely honest Kenny and I have not monetized our podcast at all it's not winning for us at the podcast is not about making money it's really about like giving good information it's something that we love to do it's something that helps with marketing in our business Mm -hmm. and if you monetize it that's sort of like a benefit that comes along with what you're doing like you said you got to kind of you got to really love what you're doing and we really like it so it's like why am I going to quit something just because I'm not making money at it if I like it yeah, and and not, and maybe it tur- does turn into that, and hopefully it does. Yeah, you know, hopefully great, it does. Ob- obviously, it's a, it's a goal, but for us, that's not the first goal, and that's not how we determine success with the podcast. So you have to kind of define what makes it a success for you. And if your goal is to monetize it, we probably could have done different things to monetize it by now. We just haven't done those things. So if that's your goal, you go into it and say, I need a podcast and I need to monetize yeah, it, it somehow. It has not been a priority. But then no, you start taking be. that path and that road to monetize. But that's the monetize. business approach that you take, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's right. the initial thing. And I think the reason why people fall off is because they don't do it like that. They do it as, I'm going to do this marketing thing and it should bring me some business. And if it doesn't bring me business, I'm, I'm, I'm dropping it, right? People do that same thing with picking up the phone and everything. inspired, whatever it is. It's it's. I it's tried it. working it out. Work. It, I worked yeah. out for a month. I didn't get a six pack. It's yeah. not, I don't and I got to say too, this is a heck of a lot better than cold calling. I'm actually not. <laughs> I am not a cold calling Hello, person. Goodbye. I suck at cold calling. That's why I was like, this is great. I can put myself out there. And if people like me and they want to work with me, then we can work together. We come, we, we kind of come together in that way. I put myself out there. They come introduce themselves and then we're working together. It's a relationship that we both want. It's not me trying to push myself on someone who really doesn't want to hear from me right now. You don't know what they're doing. They could be in the mm-hmm. middle of baking a cake, watching their kids, taking a bath, watching a great movie. Who knows? Driving, whatever these people are actually coming to you they want to listen to you mm-hmm. they're consuming your content and they like you yeah yeah well and, and, you, and guys- you have mass people hundreds thousands maybe five ten but either way you're not you're not meeting at the worst case scenario one person right one-on-one just trying to meet the right person you don't know who you're meeting 
Yeah. But you're you're there essentially cold calling all these other people and their friends and their family. I mean, you guys are already like smart people. Like you've you've already had your experiences, you've built your businesses, but you still reach out to other people and other other stuff time. to learn. And to me, the other part of the podcast is I'm gonna bring somebody on the show that that's gonna share their experience, their life, their journey, and maybe teach me something that I didn't know. Yeah. You right. know what I mean? That's that to me is awesome. Like I spend a lot of my free time learning anyways, plugging into another podcast or another book or something. And now I'm just filling another part of my day with learning a little more. Like I'm a, that's that's like my drug addiction is to just continue to learn as much as I possibly can. And I don't know about you guys, but I, I fall I fall prey to the I have something to share with somebody and yeah. I know I got it from somewhere. Yeah. I just can't always remember where I got it from. Yeah. So it kind of becomes a part of me like it's right. it's now even though I got it from somewhere how I implemented in my life the experience I had now the story I'm able to share with it is is my own I've made it my own and that's kind of different right like, yeah but don't you feel also too like all the people that you've met and the books that you've read or the seminars you've taken or the documentaries you've watched whatever podcasts you've listened to like it's definitely I think as humans, like we're evolving so much faster Mm -hmm. because we're getting to touch and hear from the experiences of so many other people now that now you're not just kind of making a solo decision or a decision that you spoke to your family about or a friend or two. Like if you, if like we're consuming content of something that we're interested in at the time, whether it's like something we need help with or something that we want to learn about. So now your decisions are being shaped by all this information that you can get that you never would have gotten before. You'd had to go to the library, check out a book, read it. Like how long would that have taken? And it's only been like 20 years. Yeah. I mean, I, I listen to podcasts while I shower, while I put makeup on, while I'm driving. Hey Google or Hey Alexa, whatever. Right. Yes. No, it's, it's amazing. Cause again, like 20 years ago, I graduated high school. I, I had a pager in high school. Like, you know, I got my first cell phone a little bit after high school. It didn't have internet access. Data wasn't a thing. It was like, do you want text messages? (laughs) That's a little bit extra. So like the, you know, my very first business, we were installing high speed internet, going from dial up to, to high speed. So yes. So the access to information is still like, it's, it's just reached adulthood. Like it's not even, it's not even, I, th- I think even in the last 10 the years is the last 10 years is probably, it's even massively like just because of this handheld device. Yeah. Like, you know, 20 years ago, we didn't have this Access it just the five last five years. Like people were still using flip phones 10 years ago when everybody said, okay, hell with a flip phone. Let's go to the, what, like how much more they can do on it. I mean, yeah. five years, just last five years, how much the average human being probably searched and researched and got information like that. They learned something. Even now, though, with podcasting, like we have a good amount of our friends who are like, oh, I know I got to listen to podcasts. Like, I, I just don't do that yet. Like, I people keep telling me about it. Like, there's actually a lot of people that we know that don't oh, yeah, listen to podcasts for yet. Sure. And it's there's barely, you know what the hell it is. barely hitting. How like, do I do that? Like, again, yeah. think of how niche they are. Like, there is a podcast for almost every single thing you want to do. Like, right. my, my brother-in-law loves fishing right like he's he wants deep sea fishing he's a welder but that's his passion is, is fishing and he listens like four or five different fishing podcasts like there's just so much information because it's something that you love to do I mean do. you could listen you to like to a sewing podcast anything knitting podcast like anything, anything you can yeah, think of it's out there I guarantee whatever your mind loves to do there are other people who are like you and I think right now we're in, in, in the internet phase we're in a huge era of we have this globe of people and we're starting to create our own tribes across 
continents, like just like-minded people starting to find each other. And can you imagine like we fast forward the clock, like 10, 20 years where those tribes are not only know who each other are, but are starting to develop things and move in a direction that they wanted to move in. Like uh, one of the things I, uh, I, I want to start doing this next year, I, I'm calling it the Evester program, right? So for, for me, I got a lot of entrepreneurs that come on the show and they're very good at one particular skill. Yeah. And I always plug them into this person or this person. I was like, I feel like the e-harmony of entrepreneurs. Like, let me just yeah. you know, bring you guys together. So what, what I want to do with the investors is I want to do what I do in my class. So in class, I have the students break up into groups and semester one, we develop products or services and, and build a, a business. Right. Mm-hmm. And not all the, Kids do very well, but I had a handful of, of students that have developed a product or service. Semester two, now we're going to sell it, right? And so at the very least, when my kids walk out of class, they have a general idea of personal finance. The last thing we do is they have to get out of the rat race three times in cash flow with three different professions so they understand a cash flow statement. And they've built a product or service and are learning how to sell it so they can have a side hustle to help get that extra That's money, awesome. Right? So and cool. so if I'm going to do that in my classroom, I'm going to do that with adults now. Yeah. And I'm going to I'm going to say, OK, look, I, I mean, know none you, of us got that in school. None of us got that. Yeah. Right. But now I'm like, OK, you person over here, you got a skill and you got extra time. You over here, person, you got skill, you got extra time. Let's put these things together and let's figure out something that we want to work towards, because we're much more likely to succeed if we have a group of skilled people working towards that same thing. And I just see that the world is going to be like that in the future. We're all kind of finding our tribes, finding our people. And much more collaborative. Much more sure. collaborative. The next yeah. 10 years is going to and be And then insane. imagine yeah. when you have all kinds of like-minded people that have access to each other and their notes and their experiences, and they're trying to achieve something together. Right. Like before it was like, well, they all met at Harvard and they all met at Stanford, right? yeah. all the smart people. Well, there are smart people who don't have access to that kind of education, right. but are very knowledgeable because they're just naturally gifted and they spend all their time learning stuff. Imagine when they meet their tribe and they get together and, and accomplish things. Also, though, a lot of times when people like up until very recently, I feel if you were, for example, if you're a real estate agent and you meet another real estate agent, it's like you guys are kind of competition. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to share each other's trade secrets or share anything, really. There's always that kind of like that kind of competition there. Now it's more like, hey, let's do something together. How can we help each other? And so I think that has really shifted now with social media and the Internet and all this stuff is that people are wanting to work together more. And I think it's creating I think we're learning that you're actually going to do much better in life and succeed much faster if you collaborate than if you are like on opposite teams. Yeah, you're realizing that you're trying to fight for a small pie when you could take a small slice of a big ass pie. Right. And and that's that's the biggest difference. That's a mindset, though. Again, it comes down to a mindset because when you first start, you do see everybody as competition. Yes. Right. Like, I mean, there's a lot of things that go on in your head when you first get your real estate license. You think, well, now that I got it, everybody's going to come to me. Yeah. And that doesn't happen. Then you realize, oh, crap, I got to actually do some work. And then you start looking at, well, I'm doing some work. Well, that agent is doing that really well. So I'm not even going to do that. That agent is doing that. So I'm not even going to try that. They're talking to different people. Well, you do hear this, like it's so saturated, you know, whether it's like the however many real estate agents there are brokers or podcasts, like people will make those excuses and say, well, there's so many now, like I can't do it because it's hard. I should have I should have done this back when it was newer. 
and now it's too late. I mean, it's so saturated. I mean, there's like six billion people on the planet. You're right, right. It's exactly. super saturated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But people kind of have that idea in yeah. their head is that it's saturated and I'm not going to do it because why, like, why should I? If somebody else, tons of other people are already doing it and they're doing well. And I'm probably never going to succeed because there's too many, too many people doing it already. But that is just like such a lie that we tell ourselves because I think if you're really passionate about something, I don't care how many people are doing it. I don't care if it really is saturated. You got to go and you got to try it and do it because we are all unique people. There's no one person that's like you and there's not one person like me or Kenny or anybody. So you're going to do it differently than that, you know, other million people that are doing it too. Yeah, I don't know how nerdy you guys are, but maybe there are doppelgangers in that like multi-universe. <laughs> you never know. It's you possible. Know. Find it's my possible. twin somewhere yeah. on Earth 3 or something. It's possible. <laughs> no, but it is funny now, even with podcasting and social media, sometimes you're like, Hey, that guy's doing it too, but he's doing it in Kentucky or New York or Alabama, but I'm here in California. I haven't seen anybody doing what I'm doing here. Have you guys branched yeah. off into other people's podcasts? I mean, you went to our to our podcast, but have you done any other ones? No, no we've been pretty know. probably lazy That's about that. That's our goal that. this year. That's a, yeah. That's a yeah. We've been probably just, yeah, I think yeah. just you got to put it out there a little bit, you know, you got to try one. a little, we just haven't, we've just been doing our own thing. Yeah. Here, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it, and it's, and it's funny because you're going to see uh, a variety of different things, like how they do their show, right? Like how often do they do their show? What's like the MO? Like, oh, do they have like specific questions that they're asking you to, to answer or do they have anything that they do ahead of time? Yeah. Do they prepare right? differently? Or, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, are they, are they looking for like, it's so many things that you can learn by the way people are doing things. And then also like the caliber of the host. Right. Like you, you have some shows that have really great followings. Like you look up their metrics or whatever, like, holy crap, they got a lot of downloads, a lot of listens and all this stuff. And then you, you listen to it and I'm like, this guy's not very good. <laughs> but yeah. how, how did they do that? Right. Yeah. Like now you start to learn like, okay, well, what is it that this person's doing and how can I get them to the next level? Like how, how can I use that to get myself to the next level? Well, who was it? Nick Norris that we had on the show. He was on Tim Ferriss's podcast and he's like, it was just crazy. Like we're literally like sitting on a couch, like with like nothing just yeah. having a conversation yeah 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 and then you guys came to my house yeah right i mean yeah. it, like i always you have a converted like it's like used to be a closet i think or something no it was could a bedroom it was a bedroom we just turned yeah. it into a smaller bedroom so like, we could expand our bathroom like, that would have been a very nice size closet for me i would have been like trust oh. me i i that was one of the things <laughs> oh that i had a lot and so so in my room like we built out a, a walk-in closet yeah but um but that was an option <laughs> yeah. If I was your wife, I'd have been like, "That's happening." Yeah. yeah, I was like, "I need my spot. I need yeah. my privacy. Otherwise, I'm gonna be downstairs or something." No, but it was really cool. Even the format of your show, like the way that you guys do your intros, the way that you do like the sponsored ads, like in the shows, like oh my gosh, people do things so differently than us. And even then, like um, so listening to Russell Brunson stuff, he, he talks a lot about storytelling. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he recommended a book called the hero's two journeys. And so I read that book and I was like, Oh, that's amazing. This is exactly how we should be telling stories. So I reorganized, I, I have like this outline now that I follow and it's, it's not really like specific questions, but I'm, I'm asking questions to guide them through the same type of process so they can tell their hero's journey. And it's basically, uh, Two, two, two journeys. So like one is always an external where like, like Shrek has to save the princess from the right. castle. Right. But the other journey is who Shrek has to become to be, to be successful. And that's, you know, like he's, he's fake with himself at the beginning where, you know, he's doing ogre things and he's apparently happy, but you can tell he's not happy. And throughout the movie, he, you know, he starts to let his guard down. He, they talk about like how ogres are like onions and how yeah. he becomes. And then in the end, he's like this person who's like, 
hey man, I have feelings too. I want to be happy, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. But he's reached his objective. And so those are the two journeys that happen in every single story that you hear that that are worth passing on. So now when I do the interview, I always look for those types of things. So there's uh, James will start asking him at the very beginning, like, what's your what's your overall goal? What do you want what do you want to get done in the next five years? And now we're asking him in the middle, like, why do you want to get that thing done? And you know, what conflicts did you hit? And it's the same question and answer that we're talking about normally anyways yeah but now i have a specific purpose to kind of guide them through a story outline and 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 also kind of push them in the direction that i want to push them in at the same time which is what did you realize that you needed to do to achieve your goal and almost all of them is going to be something along the lines of i had to depend on other people i had to not do everything myself i had to build a team because i'm pushing them towards i want to i want to promote my investor program yeah. So it's built along the same ways. And all these different things come from like the very first podcast where, I don't know, we turn on the mic and talk to now you're kind of having an outline and a, and a, and a story mode or, or a, a whatever you're doing systematically in your podcast to meet a specific goal that you want to meet. And it's all developed over time. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I've done a lot of the Russell Brunson like trainings and webinars and it's so interesting and I have like most of a funnel built for a program I've been working on too so it is kind of I I definitely I think I started the heroes two journeys but I'm kind of working through it as I finish up I my program audio. okay yeah I do too <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm an audio girl the only time I have a book is like on the john like yeah. it's sitting there that's the only time i can like pick up a book and read yeah. it other than that i don't have time to and read i don't it. do it yeah i just don't like i if it's like i pretty much listen to books when i'm going to bed when i'm showering when i'm getting ready when i'm driving mm-hmm. like some people will say like mitch in our office for example he'll say like i crystal i can't listen to a podcast for like five or ten minutes or like a book while i'm driving because then i just like lose my train of thought i'm like oh no i'm like if i'm sitting there it's kind of quiet and weird i'm like i need put my book on or I need mm-hmm. to put my podcast on I, I can sneak in five minutes here or ten well, minutes there you, what happens when you have other people in the car uh sometimes I, sh- I I'm like hey listen to this podcast I think it's really cool so if I'm listening to something that I think they're going to relate to I'll be like hey listen to this this is awesome that's generally what I do otherwise like you know I'm usually chatting it up with <laughs> yeah our music so, yeah yeah well I mean you have a one-year-old I do so the kids are gonna get a little bit older so like when my kids on the car I got a lot of kid music going on. That now, we have to do that, yeah. Now my kids are a little bit older. So yeah. right now I have a CD in my car for Susical because my son's gonna be uh, JoJo in, in the Susical play. Uh-huh. And oh, cool. so but I've listened to that play now <laughs> the musical like <laughs> fifty times, right? And driving every time we're in the car, he's like, Dad, can we play it? I'm like, Yeah, of course. You know, he's gonna have his performance. So uh it, it eats up that other time. And that's that's the thing that we were talking about earlier is is life is gonna come get it in your does. way. Things are gonna shift a little bit and that's okay we're too. A little more t- tired too you know it's like with kids oh you're like sometimes I just need to veg you know that that definitely happens and I, you're talking about Susical uh ours is little baby bum so little baby bum <laughs> I've heard every one of those songs like 178 times now so like sometimes when Harlow's not, not even with us we're like singing the song might as well yeah <laughs> yeah and I was like man these little baby bum people they were smart like how many parents are walking around singing little baby bum or like how many kids are throwing a fit to put on their baby bum songs you know well, and and I don't know about you guys but I start to look at the marketing ploys that like the the companies are doing towards my kids and I'm like and, and it's funny because I try to point it out to them. I'm like, check so they it out. Know. So they yeah. know what's yeah. happening, right? Yeah. So that when they're being sold, I'm like, well, what part of this ad sold you? Like, what was it? Yeah. You know what I mean? And now they're like, 
justifying rather than trying to justify like I really want this toy like tell me what part of this thing sold you and then I'm I'm getting a kind of an idea of what's going on in their head yeah it's kind of cool uh, what do you, your kids are still young so what are you gonna do with what about social media with your kids I think I'll try to probably keep them away from it as long as possible depending on how they want it to be used like I'd rather them use social media for something productive than for them to use it to just like surf on you know mm. just like look at their friends or whatever for example we were just we were just with a few couples this last weekend we went to vegas to see maroon five and it's like all parents nice yeah it was awesome um but we were just saying because they have older kids they're like i want my kids if they want like one of their kids wants to start a youtube channel great let's do it let me help you out with that but if you're just you know taking a long time in the bathroom one of them has just got a cell phone he was in the bathroom forever she's like i know he has a cell phone and he's on it like talking with his friends whatever that's not really what i want to promote like if you want to do something useful and cool with it great but we're not going to sit on our phones for hours every day back and forth with friends you know doing these things it's 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 a funny like a uh a double-edged sword there you know what i mean like my wife's a lot the same way she's she's the she's the one who lays down the law on like electronic time so like from 12 30 to 7 like they're they're not allowed to be on their electronics right yeah um and i i kind of have a hard time with that sometimes because I want them to be creative on some stuff, right? So yes. so what I'm trying to get her to lean towards is, okay, from 12 to 7.30, like, let's not say no electronic times because now you're making it like an enemy. Let's give them a choice. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, okay, so now you're going to read this book or you're going to create this, I don't know, something online, whatever. You're going to create this funnel. Do something know. creative. Something creative, right? Yeah. Um, Because cause my daughter, she's very much the, will sit there and, like, look at TikToks for hours on yes. end. That's right? what we don't want. That, yeah, exactly. Most of us don't want and, that. But my son, he'll turn around like yesterday. Uh, my my James brought him like a uh, a box of like these uh, like Dragon Ball Z toys, whatever, and still in the box. And so what did he do? He's like, huh? And he goes on eBay and he's like, check it out, Dad. This one's worth like this much. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's his. That's what he likes to do. So, um, so I convinced the wife. We'll see what happens. So I want to redo my whole backyard. We redid the whole inside of the house already. Yeah. Right? I want to redo the whole backyard, but that's gonna be like a hundred grand. And so, um. Rather than kind of making it separate, I think we're going to compete boys versus girls and we're going to create small businesses to like raise funds. And that way this will fill in that 12 to 7 spot to do something constructive and fun and they can pick their own thing mom's gonna guide her and i'll guide him and we'll we'll see what happens that's awesome Our, and 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 I don't, I don't know it might it's will it get to the hundred grand probably not i'm still gonna probably end up doing the bulk of that but yeah <laughs> but the experience that they have doing that and the time that we spend with them during that time yeah. i think that's like a win-win and i i'm definitely on the same page with you there that's why i'm like okay if you want to use it for something useful you got those dragon ball z's and you want to post them on ebay and make some money on it good Boom, like maybe it. that's going to be your thing finding things and selling them like you know, if that's what you love to do, I'm not going to tell you, no, don't do that because that's different. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, yeah. So it just depends on what the social media is used for, I feel like. What about the volume of information? So like, for for example, <sighs> it's like tough. it's tough, right? Because for, for me, like when my kids were born, I bought their domain names. I did open their Facebooks and their Instagrams under their names. Mm-hmm. Um, just recently, they started using them, right? Just recently. But they've had them for a long time. And because I knew the value of if you Google your name, you can control what happens in that first page. That's all that's all you. So I wanted to make sure they had that same uh, 
understanding of it. Yeah. And and I'll give you a funny story of that. So one day I went to uh, to my daughter's school for like a parent teacher conference, and I and I'm in the classroom. And I'm walking around, and all the computers have like the Business Bros logo or my my picture on them on the on the bat on the. Uh, Wallpaper. Yeah. I was like, what the heck's going on here? And she explained, the teacher explained to me, we did this assignment on Googling our names. And the kids Googled all their names and nothing came up. But when Mila Googled her name, <laughs> like all this stuff came up. So the kids think that she's super famous or something. That's <laughs> like, so you know, like third or fourth grade. So like they're all out there. But it's the same type of thing. And it's just a matter of... You know how you how you uh, navigate them through this world of information. Like I, I try to share with my wife, there is no way for us to put them in a bubble. Like nope. I can try to put them in a bubble while they're in my. You know, I can see them. They're in my bubble. But what about when they go to school? They got other kids. They got other. Those kids have their and they own have to influence. make judgment calls. They have to yeah. make judgment calls. Yeah. Um. And and my daughter would get mad at me if I shared this one, but it's okay. Um. She has her Instagram and Instagram. I meant her her TikTok. And on her TikTok, you know how you can change the name. It only lets you change it once every 30 days. So she changed her name to Crackhead Mila. All right? Yeah. And now oh. she thought it was like cracking up, like so funny. Yeah. And so I had to come over here and tell her, babe, let's look up, let's Google it. What does a crackhead look like? Yeah. So I showed oh her images. Oh my gosh. She's like, no! That's not what I want, right? Yeah. But again, it was one of those things where like now she's experienced. Like if I'm going to put something on that, I should probably ask or do a Google search before I go ahead and commit to this name that I'm doing. Yeah. But it's that type of information. Like, I don't know if my mom at 10 years old would have showed me what a crackhead looked like. No. Right? Not at all. Because they wouldn't want you to know. <laughs> they wouldn't want me to know. Yeah. But for her, I need her to know so she can navigate this world that she's living in. Yeah. Yes. Because there's not, uh, there, there's so much information out there. I can't prevent her from getting it. I can only show her how to go through it. Right. And that that to me is a different ballgame. We're all kind of trying to raise our kids how we were raised and it's not the same world. So we no. can't do that. It's it is a question because we do have a lot of friends who are really strict with their kids and ones that are a little bit more lenient or laid back with their kids. Like some parents watch the movie before their kids watch it. So they know what parts to fast forward through or is it OK <laughs> yeah. or whatever. We've got those friends. Yeah. And then we have the friends that are kind of like, eh, you know, and those friends probably wouldn't let the other ones come over. They're like, you let them watch what? You know, so it just kind of it, it is like a delicate balance. I'm not sure exactly how we're going to be. I'm definitely more along the lines of sharing more and educating because I want my kids to feel like they can talk to me about things. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to feel like they have to hide something because at least I get part. some say, yes. like at least I get some like influence over them and how they learn it or what they learn about that thing. Than if they hide it from me and they're just going to their friends and getting Absolutely. who knows what. I mean, I got 17 year old kids who still hide that fact that they have a social media account from their parents. It's crazy. And, and yeah. I, God knows what's on there. Right? right. And so with my daughter, like she shows me every single TikTok because she wants to show me the stats. She says, what yeah. do you think of this? Look She's at my transition. She's excited. Yeah. Had I told her you can't have that, she still would have found a way to do it. But I wouldn't have been able to express to her, like, you're not a crackhead. Yeah, right, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, that's, that's probably a not a good, uh, like, this is what this means. That's probably not a good post. Right. Or that song you picked, this is what they're saying, actually. Right. Like, that's probably not what you want to define yourself as. Yes. And, but those conversations are there because yes. you're because you're open and understand that this world is kind of crazy and, like, you're living in it. But let's figure out how we can teach you what's going on. And to me, the other thing is, fast forward 10, 15 years, like now they, they can type, they can create, they have the, you know, creativity. They know what content works, what's trending, what's not trending. What's, you know, that is a huge skill for them as they get older. And also like there's kind of 
an etiquette if you really want to teach your kids. Like you said, I mean, okay, she probably doesn't want to be a crackhead. No, she does not want to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, so but little things like that where I think when you're younger, you don't really know what you're posting. And sometimes you think it's funny with your friends and things and you don't really think through the whole picture. It's just like an in the moment without any thought. And she's learning how to think through these things and kind of have some etiquette around like, how do I want to show up? Who do I want to be? And having those thoughts already. So it's like, I think that's really healthy to be conscientious. To start to become self-aware. Yeah. Or at least to know what you like and what you don't like, who you are and who you're not going to be. Right. I think defining who you're not going to be is just as important as defining who you are, right? right. I'm not going to associate with that type of person, with this type of lifestyle. That is not for me. And that's right. a that's a huge boundary to, to set very early on because, you know, they're going to hit the adolescent years where... You know, I remember being seventh and eighth grade and not having a clue who I was and everybody in that school. Nobody knew who they were. They were just trying to figure it out. And a lot of it's just image like something looks a certain way or you want to be portrayed a certain way and you do it and you don't you're not thinking about anything else like all the other things outside of that the different consequences or reactions or things you're going to get it's just like very kind of like laser focused like you said but a lot of these things are very broad Mm -hmm. I mean doesn't like for us we were just talking about this like remember when you had a Facebook and it was like I'm not you would maybe say like I'm not going to add other teachers there or like parents or students like this is my personal page and it needs to be private and now everybody's on there everybody but it's true it's like now we're showing up for everybody it's not so if you want to post that really wasted picture of yourself or like you know i mean doing his own to each his own but now it's like we're all kind of showing who we are whether it's to people you work with or Mm -hmm. it's family members or it's friends and it's not taboo anymore you're willing to accept the fact that you're human with flaws. Yes. And that's, that's, and we it. have a full life. Yes. And like I don't just work life. and I don't just hang out with my friends. Like there's a little bit of all of that. So it was funny cause you talked about Facebook you go back to like MySpace and that yep. sort of stuff, but I'll even take it back further. I remember being in high school and people would take star shots. Yeah. Remember star shots? Yes. And they would get them, right? Chop them up and you would still be doing the same thing you're doing now. You yeah. take those star shots and you share your photo. You know what I mean? Like yes. this is what we're doing. We were doing it even back then we were sharing our, our, life and what's going on and who our friends were and all the happy moments. It's just the way we do it is evolving. Yeah. But the story's still the same. Hey, I'm here world. Right. This is what I do. This is who I am. Yeah. Please like it. But I also, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? I also think since we're out there with it, we do think a little bit more about the decisions we make. Like mm-hmm. even just little things like that, like, okay, so maybe I don't want something on my Instagram of me being like wasted, but do I really even want to be wasted to begin with? Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, okay, if I don't want people to see me doing it, then why am I doing it? Yeah. So I think it's caused us to be more. It also holds you accountable too. Because if you say, I'm going to get up at 4 a.m., you know, this year, that's my thing. And I'm going to post every time you don't. People are like, hey, where are you? What happened? Did yeah. you fall? I mean, it's, it's you can hold yourself accountable or whatever it is. You I, know? I like the fact that you said hold yourself accountable because honestly, most people don't really pay attention. But you put it out in the world and now you feel like you have to do it. Like that's that's me. right? Like I'm I don't have school. I haven't had school the last two weeks and I don't have school next week. But I'm still at the gym by 5 a.m. because I have to take the picture. I have to tag the yeah. people in my 5 a.m. <laughs> right. club. That's right. right? Yeah. I, I have to tag the people in my 5 a.m. Yeah. club because maybe I didn't feel like going. And I got there, but they needed to see that. They needed that to like, okay, I'm getting out of bed. There's no way I'm not going to make it today. And right. who knows what life is shaped. Like that 5 a.m. club is growing. There there was, you know, initially like two or three of us. Now there's like 15. 
So, yeah. like, and it's it's cool. Like, my little group, and then I have, uh, you know, like, Ollie's little group, and, and, like, Kelly's little group, and they're all doing, we're all doing the same thing. And if you didn't do that one day, they'd be like, hey, yeah. you okay? Not just that, I have yeah. to literally, po- like, I feel like I don't have to, but yeah. I feel like, uh, you know, hey, on, you know, January 1st, I'm not going to go to the gym because it doesn't open till six and I would have, you know, it's not my time slot or whatever it is. Like, Hey, I'm not going to be making it these next three days. I'm going to like, I'm going to Texas on Monday. So I'm not going to be there. I'll come back Wednesday. So, Hey, I'm not going to be at the gym Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Like, I, I feel like I have to let people know, like, this is what's going on in my you life. You guys are transparent about it. Yeah. yeah. So so that way, you know, like, those other people, hopefully they get up and still go. Like, it's just helping other people develop the habits that they need to, to feel better. Like, I don't know about you guys, but, I mean, you're pregnant. Yes. So this is this is kind of a, one of those excuses. You're tired more. Your your body hurts more. You're not. You don't have the same energy you did because you know you're kind of a factor. You're making a little one. Yes. Right. But if you had other women that are struggling through the same type of thing, and you're posting, you know, I got, you know, I, I forced myself to do this, or this is what I'm eating, so I don't get my emotions or to uh, morning sickness or whatever. Like, that's the whole. Um, what's that book? The uh, what to expect when expecting. Yeah. That's the whole reason why those types of books are, are popular is because you're going through something and other people think they're the only ones going through that. Right. Yeah. And, and if you're able to share what's going on, those people connect with you. And then it goes back to what we were talking about initially, where like they start reaching out to you for advice and help and want to hang out. Right. And it's just, it's just the beauty of who you connect with. If you're vulnerable and share. Yes. So tell us, um, cause I know we were just, Jibber jabbing away over here about a lot of fun things. Um, tell us a little bit about what what the business pros are going to be up to this year and what you guys are up to now. A little bit, you know, I yeah, know your bros yeah. out here, but so um, so I mean, the, the core focus is always going to be to grow the insurance industry, right? And so um, one of the things uh, that I, I already talked about was the Evester program that we're working on. Uh, the charity thing that we want to do, um, we're debating. Uh, last year we did 365 pairs of shoes and we went well over that, which was awesome. Sick. So next year I think we're we're going to do we're debating whether we're going to do blankets or hoodies because mm-hmm. um, you know something a little bit different but still towards the same thing uh and so we're working on that um and on the insurance side uh one of the things i want to do is i want to work with with mortgage people and real estate agents and get them dual licensed um with an insurance license as well as as their nmls or their real estate license so that they can refer business and have the ability to get paid because without that, the referral thing has respite issues and all kinds of stuff that's going on there. But um, if I can give a, a loan, like a mortgage professional or real estate agent, the opportunity to continue the conversation with their clients, because everybody knows you're supposed to continue that conversation, right? Transaction closes, keep yeah. in touch with the circle of influence. But the problem most people have is I don't know what to say. Right? Right. That always comes up. Yeah. I don't know what to say. So if you have an insurance product with them it give, and a license, it gives you the opportunity to call and check on, on things. Also ask those questions like, did you buy a new car? Did you buy, you know, did you have a, did you acquire any new debts? It's an opportunity for a refi or an opportunity for whatever really else just to stay in front of them. It's yeah. just to stay in front of them. Yeah. But for us, it's also like our insurance company is going to do all the work for you. You're going to submit a one-page quote. Uh, one page information, which is all the information you have, like on a ten o three already, anyways. Yeah. Right. And we'll we'll write the policy. We'll do all that stuff. Send it back to you. You get the signatures, and that's it. And then we will also cross sell. So if we get a home policy, then we'll reach out to them for their auto or for their business stuff and all that. We're building that customer base for you. So now we we're able to get a check on that sort of stuff. That's cool. So that's it's the, like an annuity. It's like a uh, yeah, sort it's of right. Like a, well. 
I mean, the way it's paid to you, yeah, yeah you're earning yeah. a commission. Right. So you're earning a commission, yeah. and every year that they pay their homeowner's policies or they, every year that they pay their policies, yeah. you're earning a paycheck. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. Like, the average commission on a homeowner policy is about 150 bucks. So if you do 20 loans and you know in your within your office you know you're looking at a couple grand coming in easy and then you do that every single month that's an extra like i don't know thirty six thousand dollars or so whatever not jump change in. but the beauty of insurance yeah. is the very next year you get that money again plus whatever new business you right pay. yeah and so you're building this residual thing on the side without actually getting in the insurance world you just hold the license to maintain the ability to be paid very and that, cool. And that I, you know, the reason I came up with that is because that was the first thing I did when we when we started. And I was talking to you about that earlier. Is as a tax professional, I would sit down with somebody. They opened up their life story of information, and I was able to plug him in places, but I wasn't getting paid for those referral sources. So as I went out and learned a little bit more about that industry, I acquired that license, and now when I plug him in, they're able to get paid, and I get paid like that. And I thought, well. You guys are all salespeople. You talk to people about this stuff all the time. Why don't you operate the same way? And so, yeah. you know, that's that's our big thing for 2020 that's is awesome. putting people together either to become a joint venture and work towards something together or get a dual license and let us handle the insurance side for you so we can cut you a check. Cool. That's smart. And you got and the podcast is like you feel like it's helped your business a lot. The, the podcast is the way where we get to sit down and talk to people. Yeah. And now we can build a relationship and hey, we either like each other after the 30 minutes talking or, you know, it was cool. It was nice meeting you. And that was it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's the way life is. But the ones that we do get together and we do like and we we have a mutual, uh, you know, purpose, then, you know, that's that's going to be the beginning of a relationship. So that's where the podcast is, is really helped out. It's it's allowed me to fish out of a pond right. and the fish are calling me. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's that's and the it's something of the you like to do. Something I love to do. Yeah. And you guys are launching podcasts every day? Every day still. Monday wow. through Friday. And that's the goal for this coming that's the year? Goal, that was the goal for the next, uh, at least another year and a half. So we'll see what happens. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work, but it's fun. Yeah. It's not work no. if it's fun. Exactly. But a, a podcast a day. That's a big commitment. That's a commitment. Yeah. yeah. But that's good. I mean, you guys are... I mean, it's got to be helping grow, grow your brand and your business and all that. And like you said, oh, absolutely. You're gonna, in three years, you're going to meet how many people? <laughs> yeah. I mean, who knows where we're going to be at? Did you guys implement the uh, Facebook strategy yet? The Facebook ads that we did? No, no, no. So, the, well, oh, going. The, well, the, the live for one, but the other is uh, like what we do with every guest that comes on. We have you guys come on the show. We go to the the Facebook uh, yeah. Business Bros page, and then we have you guys invite your friends so that they get the notification when the show goes on. No, we have not And at not the done same that. time, you're increasing your audience. Yeah, no, we have uh, not done that. Monty. We've done it with a few that have pages. Not everyone has the pages, though. No, they do it to like, your yeah, page. Or, or, Facebook, um, or a Facebook account, too. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a tough one. If they don't have a Facebook <laughs> account, there's nothing you can do about you that, right? Yeah, we need well, to, we need to be more consistent. Well, for us, it, it's pretty simple. It the pitch is easy. Like you came to get more exposure, right? So let's get you more exposure. Yeah. So go to the page, invite your friends. They're gonna see the notification when we post the episode, and there you go. And they get a lot of like snippets and stuff too. Monty shares mm -hmm. with everybody, and that's, so that's the point, that right? Yeah. But talking about the brand, that's the whole point: is you're building that audience so that when you do build the funnel that's ready to launch your product, you have an audience to share that funnel too, yes. and they recognize you. Yes. It's not like they've never seen it before. Like, I, I, I don't know about you guys, but like my wife takes forever to get ready. 
Because she's, you know, she, I, I, there's times where I'm, like, waiting and she's, like, not even dressed in the closet, like, looking at different, like, what am I going to wear today type stuff. That is the worst. That Some is the worst. Some days I look at my closet and I'm like, I have nothing. But it's completely full, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Meanwhile, like, for me, the reason I get dressed easily every day is I took the Steve Jobs or the Zuckerberg approach. I got a bunch of these. Yeah. <laughs> like Kenny. I'm like, which yeah. one? Okay, blue, black. Great, whatever. You I guys throw have the shirt easy. on. And I mean, you have no on. hair, and you can wear the same T-shirt every day. That's, That's true. awesome. That's true. But time saver, right? I love it. And and I big, mean, I guess I could shave my head and wear the same T-shirt. I don't think you <laughs> don't think you like that very much. <laughs> <laughs> but you can have your own brand, and then yeah. people will see it every day. And that's, yes. that's the whole thing is between the snippets so of you're wearing content, those shirts every day? Every day. Nice. Every day. So 2020, that's one of our focuses. In fact, next weekend we have a woman that's flying out for two days to do a whole brand strategy session with us. He probably knows who guys. Yeah. So. Nice. Uh, brand builders. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. They're, they're, yeah. Um, Rory. Rory. Yes. I've heard of them. Yep. So that that's cool then. So you guys are gonna, are gonna set yourself up to like have a plan for all of 2020. Yes. Yeah, just yeah. like like on steroids, you know, just yeah, yeah. like because I feel like like we were talking about we let this go a year. We just dove into like you were like we don't know what to expect. We didn't really. Gary told you to do it. Yeah. yeah. Gary's like just fucking Gary do told it. Me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I do it, and then I feel like we had traction, and I'm like, okay, how do we take this to the next level? But through strategy like strategically because mm-hmm. those guys strategically that's why people come to them like how i heard of him i heard saul's books but he's on lewis house again for the second time and lewis was like sitting down and contemplating do i do my podcast but i'm also doing this um what does he do the uh, mastermind mastermind and i think he decided to ditch his mastermind which is makes him a lot of money but he's like because rory's like this is really where you you need to go because this is where you're gonna grow bigger this is where 5 million people see you every month. Exactly. This is great. This is better. Yes. So let's go here. This Short is term? Always, yes. Long term. This can right. be here tomorrow, but this is, you got to keep, this is an animal. Like yes. this is, yeah. So I think like any of us, you're just looking at what you can do, right? So I think. We've tried a lot of different things too. Like we've done Facebook ads and, you know, we're, we're still doing a lot of things like Google ads, um, YouTube ads. Like we're doing a lot of things, but we're more like, okay, now we want to have a professional come in and give us like a, an actual strategy because we've done a lot of experimenting and now it's like, let's go try to hone in on what works for us now that we've gotten kind of a taste of a lot of different things. Mm. And we can also have like an intelligent conversation because go back a year ago, right? Just even before you started, imagine the conversation. If we've never did a podcast, we can't sit here. We no, (laughs) but but also we just. What are you guys doing? What have you done? How many? Like we don't know. We have we we don't know anything. We're just starting. Oh, okay. So call us in a year. Okay, we're in a year. Now you strategically can say, this is what's happening. This is what we tried. This is where we spent money. This is where we made money off of spending money. And so when you can sit down with somebody on the other side that knows exactly what to. Okay, you've done all that good. This is what's really gonna work. Yeah, and I, and brand's huge. Brand Ugh. is what's going to be the differentiator. You talk about you know a saturated field. Well, in a saturated field, there you, you're going to look. I mean, if you plaster a wall of brands of logos, there's some that stick out and some that don't. Yep. Right. And so you just got to be the one that sticks out in your group. Yes. Right. So I don't know. That, to me, that's that's a huge thing. That's why you know when we when we when we did the logo, I was like. Oh, it's kind of weird. Should I just have like a like letters? Like, should it be like a little stamp, a seal of approval? But now, in hindsight, I'm like, well, here we go. Like, that's yeah. that's just that's what it you. is. Yeah, it's just what yeah. it is. And and we've built, you know, who we are around a community of people. That's just how they recognize who we are. 
Yes. And so, you know. We'll and branding is so critical. I mean, I never knew that when we, like last year was the first year I ever did any marketing whatsoever. I mean, everything's been referral based, but branding is hugely important. And it's not something a lot of business owners focus on because you can't really see, like you said, you can't directly say I made money from having exactly. this logo designed mm-hmm. this way. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it's not really that. Like this is a whole kind of vision that you, it's like an investment, but towards your vision. So you, you can't. Do you guys have any like dreams or aspirations of being like rich and famous type thing? Not famous. Not famous? Rich but not famous. <laughs> rich but not famous. Yeah. yeah. Oh, rich but not famous, but, rich, but not it famous. might come hand in hand, though. You know, it if kinda, you keep going, well, down you keep this doing this, right? yeah, 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 it will. Yeah. So, so I had a hard time ever like saying that I wanted to be rich and famous. Like yeah. I thought it was real bougie. Like, ah, like who do you think you are, guy? Yeah. Like, but even when I was younger, I played baseball, and I was I was really good at baseball. Didn't go pro, obviously, but. I always saw myself as having that, right? Well, if you're a professional, that's your rich and famous right there in control of, you know, when you have the ball, like yeah. everybody's watching. Like I, re- I, I love that aspect of it. And, you know, when I was like you know, 20, 21 years old, stop playing baseball, all of a sudden, like saying the same thing, going to be rich and famous sounded like ridiculous. Yeah. And I, I didn't you almost really, feel bad for I saying feel bad it. for it's, saying yeah, it. Yeah. Right. I don't know why, but. And, and for me, like I've always said, like, it's not famous. Like, I don't want to like, you know, be like an M&M status where you can't walk into a Walmart or Costco and that like that. But I had my small version of that experience uh, last December, not this, not this December, last December, we went to um, a holiday party and nobody knew who we were, but our goal was we're going to go and shake hands and see if we can get people to come on the show. And I left that show and I was telling James, like, oh, next year when we come to this party, everybody's going to know who we are. And so this year when we went, it was so awesome because yeah. we got to see people who had been on the show with us. We That's got to cool. see a bunch of people. Like, there was a lot of people who were like, hey, I love what you guys are doing. Keep it up. I've never met them and before in my life. And you are kind of a celebrity in your sphere. Yeah, you are. And yeah. I wore a logo, so people were like, hey, I recognize that. And that was super awesome to see because now it's like, you know, you don't have a monetary uh, ROI that you can calculate. But from year to year to see the difference in how we're received in a group environment amongst our, our industry peers, like, that was that's huge. It's working. I'd say the same thing for us is it's used to be, oh hey Kenny, how you doing? Now it's like, oh, uh, like you see him, like, oh, I saw your podcast. It, 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 they don't even say hi. It's no. more like yeah. or we get a referral and they're like, wait a minute, is this the Kenny Simpson, the famous guy from the Value Ad podcast? I was like, I don't know, famous guy, but I know Kenny Simpson, you know. <laughs> but but then you realize like, you know, you're busy and I always tell people like I don't think of it that way because we're busy trying to keep the show going. It's a lot yeah. of work and you're more like this, but I get it because they're not doing this. They're yeah. like, you put yourself out there. You're doing that. So they put you on a plateau, which is like, fine, I'll take it. And I'll kudos, it. kudos to your team. Cause, cause oh, yeah. without the team, like I can sit in front of the mic and talk about stuff. Right. And, and so it's like, I tell other people, other people who are getting into podcasting, most likely very few people are going to listen to your entire episode for all your episodes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not usually what happens, but your team is going to take those little snippets of information and drop those into your feed every single day couple yes. times a day and those are what people see those little 60 second 15 second you know plastered motivational things yeah. even yeah. the big guys a lot of people aren't even like Joe Rogan people are just like give me the give me the, the highlights the two and a half oh. hours give me the highlights it's like, yeah. it's like where's the where's the ESPN highlights yeah exactly <laughs> exactly like, but I just listen to everything on 1.5 
Yeah. 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 1.5. But those those little snippets, those little pieces of content that you've created from your long form content, that's what establishes your brand. That's why they say, oh, I I saw that, that episode. No, they didn't see the episode. They saw the clip. Right. And yeah. and so they saw the little piece or that message connected with them. And that's the key. Yes. Right. That's the key is this is a long form content where you're going to find, you know, a couple different gems. Yeah. And those gems are what's going to, you know, pass your message on to whatever it is that you want to be. But that's what's creating your and brand. And you can use it in so many different platforms. That's yes. what I love about it. I'm even starting to put myself in TikTok. There you go. <laughs> no, I know. That's something. I have yeah. not ventured into TikTok yet. TikTok is fun. It looks um, very it, creative. It lets me do pretty much whatever I want. Yeah. But in between those whatever I want, I take my branded stuff and I plop it in there. Yeah. Pop it in there. And I'll I'm use gonna go check proper out hashtags. TikTok. It's not super great. But no, it's... but I need to see how it's like done. I don't know? even know how that anything about it. I never seen it. I downloaded it, it and I looked it's, at some TikTok. Yeah. It's like I've Instagram never... stories with filters and music. That's that's really what okay. it is. Like you, you record it's some more stuff. It's creative, I would say. It's though. way more creative. Like yeah. you can put a timer and and like do transitions. Is it pretty easy to use that? Yes, easy? it's oh. easy to use. Okay. So it's like Instagram, whatever. Yeah. You get to have fun with it, I would say. Absolutely. Like you put a little bit more personality into it. It's so not I'm, just talking into a, you know, like, it's not a story like Instagram. Like, you just talk to it. You, like, kind of put together, like, choreograph almost. You can. Yeah. So so my 2020 strategy for TikTok is, uh, you know how I do the the rap parodies? Yes. So I'm going to do more rap parody stuff within TikTok, but I'm going to do it specific for for the finance course that I, that I want to build for Sick. everybody else. So, like, let's say I do uh, the whole course on i don't know getting out of debt right so then i'll do like a snippet which is i don't know some rap something about getting out of debt right and it'll be like a 60 second thing that i can put on on my tiktok and it's fun because it's on tiktok but i can take that same little 60 second rap parody and now it's my hook for my funnel right you know what i mean so So and i can test it on different platforms see which ones are going to work and then boom there's going to be your funnel lead and i'm giving away this you know this little module and it's going to open the doorway to the entire course or whatever it's going to be so you know there's a lot of different strategies that 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 I think, you know, are, are kind of, they kind of work hand in hand. Yeah. And you talk about, you know, one of the benefits of the podcast, it's, it's your, it's your split test. That's this right. is where you get to try things out and see what works and put out little pieces of content. Is it a good idea? Not a good idea. Do I modify? Do I change? Do I adapt? Podcast lets you do that. Well, um, I think if anybody listens to this, there's both of us like across from each other, you guys, we just started a podcast and for us it worked and then I think that's helped our businesses. But I think for anybody listening, just putting out content about who you are, what you're passionate about, your business, if you can just start there, it's better than doing nothing. Yes. So if you're going to do something for 2020, like just start telling your story. Like you said, if you have something, just start talking and getting comfortable and see where it goes from there because you got to start somewhere because we all did. And be careful. Be uh be okay with nobody listening at first. Yeah, yeah. Be okay with that. That's actually a good thing. because yeah. That actually was kind of comforting to me yeah. in the beginning. I was like, hey, I'm going to sound like crap, so thank God nobody's going to listen to this. Or what about hearing your own voice? Yes. <laughs> that that's always was weird, weird right? Like, I sound that, that I way. I look like that. I, I sound, sound like that. squeaky. Really? Yeah, that's, and that's where, it. And where, where can everybody find you guys? Absolutely. You can find us at Business Bros Pod for any of our social media platforms. Um, same thing with uh, iTunes, Spotify, all that stuff. At Business Bros Pod. So Sweet. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for coming on. That thanks was yeah, for having us. That was fun. Yeah. yeah, you guys have a, for anybody listening, come check out their office. It's so cool. Very <laughs> nicely decorated. If you're ever going to be a guest on the show, you don't have to worry about nerves. They got an alcohol tray. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So awesome. I know we were at it. All right. Thanks. Thanks, thanks guys. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.